Hi, my name is Karen. I recently did group coaching and I knew it was something that I needed to do. Like deep down, I just felt like I need to do this. And I had no idea how much better it was going to be than what I, what I expected. I, I just wanted to be part of a group and kind of solidify things I've been learning from listening to the podcast and studying on my own. And it really did so much more than that because um, God used this time to take my relationship with him to a level that I, that is deeper and that he just helps me root out things and surrender things. I didn't even know I needed to surrender. So I can't recommend group coaching more and I'm so thankful for Heather and I'm so thankful for the ladies I met in the group. And I really so value this experience. It has really been life-changing. Karen, thanks so much for sharing your story. It was a pleasure to work with you in group coaching. If you're hearing what Karen's saying and thinking, coaching, that's what I need. I really need coaching. How can I do that? Well, I've got good news for you. I'm taking individual coaching clients through the end of the year. A new group coaching session won't start until late January. So I would encourage you not to wait. Go ahead and jump into coaching now. And then if you want to join a group later, we can connect you with a group. But you can find out all you need to know about coaching on the Compared To website, comparedto.me. Look for the coaching tab at the top. If you're on your phone, you'll have to like go to the little lines where the mobile menu is and find the coaching tab. And you can find out more. You can set up a free 10-minute call to talk to me and just tell me, hey, what do you want out of coaching? And I can tell you whether or not I think it'd be a good fit for you. But don't wait. Start now. Let's get you on the road to freedom soon. Well, today I'm back with Amy Carlson, my non-diet dietitian friend. She is an eating disorder specialist. We are digging into Romans 14. If you haven't listened to the first part of this episode yet, I would encourage you go back, check out the first part of this episode from last week, and then dig into this one. Oh, Amy and I go deep and she gets into some good stuff. You are not going to want to miss this. Share it with a friend. Listen twice if you need to. There's a lot of good stuff here. Okay, let's go. Welcome to Compare to Who, the podcast to help you make peace with your body so you can savor God's rest and feel his love. If you're tired of fighting body image the world's way, Compare to Who is the show for you. You've likely heard lots of talk about loving your body, but my goal is different. Striving to fall in love with stretch marks and cellulite is a little silly to me. Instead, I want to encourage you and remind you with the truth of scripture that you are seen, you are known, and you are loved no matter what your size or shape. Here, the pressure is off. If you're looking for real talk, biblical encouragement, and regular reminders that God loves you and you're not alone, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy today's show and hey, tell a friend about it. Okay, Amy Carlson, we are back again. With Romans 14, if you oh, didn't good. listen to the episode before this, you need to just press pause right now and go back and listen to that one first. At the end of the episode, Amy read through this whole chapter for us, Romans 14, I'll say it again, fabulous and really difficult chapter in scripture where Paul's actually talking about not judging what other people eat. Yeah. But it's more than that. So Amy, contextually, can you like help us? What's the context of this? Why is Paul oh, bringing it up? Are people fighting so over good. keto versus paleo? Like what's going on? <laughs> right. 
right. Well, can you imagine all of Romans? I mean, could we just like Romans for a year? Can we just sit with Paul and Romans for a year? Because Paul is addressing the heart, this beautiful uh, merging of Jewish believers and Gentile believers and Jewish believers who are letting go of the law. And they're, they're starting to find freedom that without the law and really letting go of perhaps some things in the law that pointed in the Jewish faith towards Christ. And now Christ has come and fulfilled the law. And now we're operating in love. And so Paul is addressing both people that have perhaps followed the Jewish custom of certain foods and not eating foods that aren't clean. And, and probably the, as, as he, and I quote those of weaker faith who are choosing to eat only vegetables, likely actually to avoid risking anything, eating mm-hmm. anything unclean. Just if I only eat vegetables, then I don't even risk eating anything unclean. And of course, Paul is saying, Hey, you know, those of you with a stronger faith, which is really interesting for him even to address it that way. Mm-hmm. But he's saying, basically kind of, if you've come to this conclusion in your heart with the Lord and you're operating that conclusion, um, then you operate moving forward out of love. He's addressing the heart behind it. And those who are quote unquote, a weaker faith who perhaps are still sort of obligated to the law. If you're convinced in your heart that you're obligated to that, but you're doing it by faith, then those who are stronger need to actually operate in love and not cause those, those brothers and sisters to stumble. So he is saying, Basically, Paul says in the middle of this chapter, if you if you listen to, to the episode before and we read it, Paul actually says, I'm convinced that everything's clean. And that was a big deal for Paul because he 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 says in his letters, I was the Jewish of the Jewish. I was the zealot. I was I followed the law to the letter, he says. Yeah. But here, right in the, this heart of Romans 14, he says, I'm actually convinced that everything's clean. Mm -hmm. And so I wonder if he wasn't even hinting in, in some way to those that would receive this letter that maybe we're struggling with whether, you know, these things were clean or not. He's saying, boy, as your father in the faith here as somebody who you maybe he even says, you know, later in letters, imitate, imitate Mm -hmm. me, right. Mm -hmm. Do, do the things I've done, which again, I always say to parents, can we say that to our children, imitate us. Um, But he's saying, you know, I, I'm convinced that it's clean but he's saying, but if we're operating in love, that's the letter of the law, which of course, Jesus says, that's the letter of the law. So yeah. Paul's addressing the letter of the law, which is to love each other. Well, he he's really saying vegetables, meat. I mean, let's it's faith because anything not done, he says at the end of, of chapter 14, um, that's not done in faith is sin. Now let's hunker down on that one for about two weeks, but it's so, it's so beautiful because Paul sort of obliterates all those laws all right there in that one chapter. I just, yeah. that chapter is so compelling. Yeah, It's if we could just read that before, I mean, wow, that's compelling. So how do, how do we apply it? Yeah. Like what, I mean, is it, is this about me having dinner with someone who's strict keto and not serving bread to them? Like, like how, like, cause I feel like that's going to get fuzzy okay. in the application. Yeah. So how do, how do we apply this? Well, first of all, um, if we're just, if you want me just to go as my friends say, Amy is hardball from Houston. If you just want me to go hardball from Houston, hardball I'm just going to, cause that's why you invite me on this <laughs> yes, show. That, that is why I invite you. So please. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I'm going to, I'm going to take every believer with me in this chapter and just sit and go spend some time and ask the Lord, 
what is my motivation behind dieting and food rules? Just sit with the Lord on that and let the Lord speak. And if you are like, I go back and listen to some of Heather's other podcasts and just say, what is my motivation here? So as somebody who walks with people through recovery, let me encourage and exhort you as believers, if for whatever reason you're called to eat a certain way, if you're called to eat a certain way, because for whatever reason, uh, maybe you're convinced at this moment that that's a way, maybe your doctor actually asked you to eat that way. What I find people doing is creating um, dieting gospel and trying to spread the gospel of that diet. And let me exhort, admonish right now, brothers and sisters in Christ to stop. Mm. Let me exhort you to stop because I have baby girl Christians coming to my office saying I'm sitting around a table and nobody's, no adults are eating because they're all in different diets. And I don't understand you're trying to help me get free. And, and they're, they're, they're tell all they're talking about is their diet and their dieting rules. Let me exhort you that that is a stumbling block for young believers. It's a stumbling block. And this is what Paul's talking about. He's saying, Oh my goodness. If you, if you don't think you need to eat vegetables also though, don't. And he's actually saying like, he's actually addressing those with great food freedom, but he isn't saying, okay, then you need to eat keto because Paul is talking about a religious custom. And what we're talking about with dieting rules is a food prescription to change and manipulate your body. Yeah. A man-made food prescription. A man-made food prescription. Because so Jewish, the Jewish people are under God's rules. Under God's, God's authority. Rules. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. these are, let me just say hello. These are two different things. These are two different things. One was religious authority that, yeah. that don't eat anything unclean and that, that, that Jewish people felt that they were honoring God by doing that. And so this was difficult for some of them to let go of. But what we're talking about in food rules for the most part is man-made prescription to change and manipulate our body. And I don't necessarily mean manipulate in the most negative sense of the word. I just mean, this is not God ordained, although some people have turned it into God ordained. So this is so important to go. If I'm following whatever food rules, I'm not going to say any at the moment, but let's say that somebody is following them. The gift of grace is to be in now, again, I'm not talking about celiac disease where you cannot eat those foods because allergies, you'll get sick yeah. or my child's, I have two children with nut allergies. They're not going to honor other people by eating nuts. That's not, that's not <laughs> what we're talking about. That's not honoring. No, it is honoring for, for people. I think it's amazing when people make uh, a food and honor that my children could die from eating nuts, you know, mm-hmm. praise the Lord that they're kind and gracious and do that. Um, or that people who know, I have a beautiful, amazing friend who cannot have gluten or dairy. She, she cannot. Um, and so it's just fun to be creative. And, and when they, when she comes for small group to just know that there's food that she can eat there, you know, what a thrill to be able to do that. And, and I want to do that for her, but what we're addressing here again is if we go back, what we said last week in verse 17 for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy spirit. We as believers are called to edify others and strive for peace. Yeah, We're called to edify others and strive for peace. So we ask as Greg Boyd does to what end and to whose glory, Yeah, to what end am I following these food rules and to whose glory? Yeah.
Hey friend, I'm here again to tell you about Titan Your Tinkler. Okay, does their name make you giggle a little? If so, I get that, but understand that pelvic floor issues are serious issues. They cramp our lifestyles. They make us get up in the middle of the night to go pee. They can cause embarrassing leaks. Oh, there are so many different issues from posture issues to bunions that connect to pelvic floor issues. So if you are struggling, if you are doing the quick cross your legs every time you sneeze or cough thing, I want you to check out Tighten Your Tinkler. Go to tightenyourtinkler.com. They've got a free quiz on there you can take to see if this could be something you're struggling with. And let me tell you, friend, there is so much hope. Their program is easy to follow, exercises you can do at home, not awkward stuff, not complicated stuff. It's scaled for all fitness levels. I have gotten so much out of it personally, and I think you will too. And that's why my friends, Jen and Christina at Tighten Your Tinkler are offering you $50 off if you sign up for their program this month. Now, they told me confidentially, but they said I could share it with you. Their prices are going up next year. So this will be the lowest price you will ever get their signature program for. So go to tightenyourtinkler.com, use the promo code Heather, and sign up today if you're struggling. Do not wait. You won't regret it. I mean, what is the, what is the motivation behind this? What's my heart motivation? And Paul is addressing our heart motivation here that we wouldn't cause others to stumble. And let me just tell you, when we have food gospel, you're causing young people who are in the faith to stumble because they do not know who to follow. Is, yes. is that more important than following Jesus and, and, and memorizing scripture? Is it more important for me to um, not eat two brownies after dinner? Right. 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 Yeah. And not, yeah. And not just young people to stumble. I know we've got Christian women leaders and churches yes. that are posting stuff on Instagram about their diet plan. I mean, I have, I have a friend who was talking to me, just sharing with me an illustration. I'm going to share this so vaguely that. Um, hopefully it'll still make sense, but I yeah. don't, I don't want to betray any, any confidences, but she was telling about a Christian woman that she followed who used to post on social media, like just really strong, um, spiritual encouragement, just biblical encouragement. Mm-hmm. Like she admired this woman mm-hmm. for being someone who just, you know, knew her gospel and like stood firm for the word and what she, you know, yeah, all that she believed this woman went on a popular diet plan and lost a certain number of pounds. And now this woman's posts are all related to that diet plan. And she was sharing with me just her own like internal, like just watching this and being like, I don't, I don't understand. Like this is one of the strongest women I knew. Like I wanted to be like her, to be bold in my faith, like her. And now she's bold for this commercial diet. Yes. And so we kind of talked about ways that she could address her that kind of thing but but you you said something a minute ago and I want to make sure that we clarify it you said the words that were called to eat this way or convicted and I think we need to be clear about the truth like who's calling you to eat that way yeah that right? actually so the language around that people use that language um and and it's it, I would even go so far as sometimes I would call that spiritual manipulation right. because if I say I'm called to eat a certain way, um, 
nobody's going to argue with that. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, oh, wait, that's, that's my, that is like, I've written so many blog posts that have never actually gotten posted because I chickened out on the, like, I'm not called to that. I'm not called yeah. to that. Like yeah. it's the ultimate Christian cop-out it's is really what it is. the ultimate Christian. Right? Yeah. And to say that I'm called to eat in a certain way. So there's one thing to go. I, I have celiac, so I can't, I mean, that's not me. I don't have celiac, but my mother-in-law does. Yeah. And you know, she, she isn't called to not eat. She cannot eat wheat. Right. right? I mean, right. she cannot eat. So gluten. Okay. She's right. not called to not eat gluten. She cannot eat gluten. Right. Those right. are different things. And we use that language and, oh Lord, please just, again, I just want to just submit our spirits and be humble before you, Lord, because we only want to be called and use that language in a way that honors you, brings light to things that you care about. We want to honor and we want to push back the darkness. God, we want to be so honoring and we want to be light to other people. So let us use those words very carefully. And I don't know of anyone who has been quote unquote called to eat keto or called to now I do know people have been called to fast from certain things for a certain season. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily food, but some food they have been, they, in the privacy of their own, but even in, in chapter 14 here, Paul would say, he says, keep that to yourself. Yeah. That's what he says. Then even Jesus says, don't let your right hand know. You know, I mean, it's like, right. he says, keep it to yourself. Anoint your head with a oil. Like, right. uh, you know, put on a little extra lip gloss. It's okay. Mm-hmm. But let that be between you and the Lord. Let yeah. that be between you and the Lord. And and what we'd like to do is make posts about it. Mm-hmm. And that again is, um, I would just even say spiritual, you know, manipulation or, and, and Lord, again, just teach us. We want to be so honoring. Let our words be few. <laughs> let yeah. our posts be fewer. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Yikes. 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 And you know what Paul says here in, in four, uh, I mean, sorry, 14, 10, why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or who do you, who are you despise your brother? If we all stand before the judgment seat of God, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. So Lord, I'll have to give an account for if I say I've been called, but I'll also have give account for when I've judged and help us to not walk in freedom for the sake of walking in freedom. It's so that, right. The Lord may be glorified in us, Christ and me, the hope of glory. Let, let it be that Christ in me is the hope of glory, not the hope of keto, not the hope of Christ in me, the hope of a certain food plan or Christ in me, the, you know, when, um, I teach girls Bible study and have done it for years. And a couple of these sweet girls have said, we, we want to be just like you when we grow up. And I've said, mm-hmm. you want to be just like Jesus when you mm-hmm. want to grow up. It's Christ in me yeah. that you're attracted to. Yeah. It's 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 because me is a mess, but Christ yeah. in me. So, so next time you say, I want to be just like you say, I want to be just like Christ in you, Amy Carlson. Yeah. I want to be just like Christ in you, Heather Creek more, because yeah. it's really not you and I. And so whatever we're attaching ourselves to, whether that's a food plan or something that others will then say, I want to be just like you in that. Mm-hmm. Does it reflect Christ in me? Oh yeah. Lord, let it, let it, yeah. let it. Yeah. And I love how, how you were clarifying with food freedom. And I just take that like maybe one step even further. Like we don't want food freedom for the food. No. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> but, but, but that's, I think from a dieter's mentality, from someone who restricted yeah. their way through decades, I kind of wanted food freedom for the food. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just yeah. to be honest. Right? And you know what? Don't you think Heather, that, that, 
that's initially how that feels, right? Yeah. Yeah. Unconditional permission to eat yeah. feels like I'll never stop eating. Mm-hmm. But really what that is, is food freedom. Again, is the freedom to say yes, the freedom to say no. Yeah. And it's a freedom to listen to our bodies. Well, it's all those things. You're right. We don't want food freedom for the sake of food or, right. or, or excess food or um, using yeah. food to manage our feelings and emotions. That's the same thing as disordered eating. It's just a different version of it. So I just don't um, want to be in bondage to it anymore. I want food freedom. So I'm not a slave to food or slave to my diet rules, but so I can be, and people are uncomfortable with this language, but a slave to Christ. I mean, it's the language that Paul used, (laughs) right? Since we're in Romans, since we're in Romans, I've had my, um, my high school girls for the last two years, we, we started in Romans and it was, um, it was so funny because they were, it was meaty. It's meaty. No pun intended. But um, so the very beginning, he starts the letter um, loved by God and called to be saints. And, and I said, you know what, we're going to just hunker down on that. So every time we started Bible study last year, we, I would just say loved by God. And those girls would echo back called to be saints. Yeah. Right. I'm not called to be skinny. I'm not called to be, right. but he says, I'm called to be a saint. God, teach us what that means. It's not about perfection. It's again about Christ in me, the hope of glory. Oh, yes. And amen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even Romans 125, you know, that they traded worship of the creator for worshiping created things. I feel like that gets mixed into here. Like if, if you believe that you are called to eat a certain way, And you do believe that it's Jesus calling you to eat that way instead of a food or excuse me, a a body image idol calling you to eat that way, which I, you know, I just, I'm big on calling out the idolatry. (laughs) Like, I don't know if anyone today got really uncomfortable there for a second, but but like (laughs) there are other things. I mean, the enemy can call to you, right? Just because you hear it in your head doesn't mean it's Jesus. Yeah. There's a litmus yeah. test for that. Yes. You've got to test it against the word, you know, yeah. but just because you feel a draw to something doesn't necessarily mean it's from God, yeah. <laughs> right? Like we, yeah. we have to, we have to match our feelings with, with the word, but, but Amen. just, you know, um, I don't remember where I was going, Amy, what else? <laughs> in this passage do we need to talk about what else in this passage it's so meaty so um oh this is so good actually so in 13 it says therefore let us not pass judgment on one another any longer but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother right and he says i know i'm persuading the lord jesus that nothing is unclean so we just address that but it's unclean for anyone who thinks it's unclean now again paul's addressing the jewish custom and way of eating right? He's not talking about eating clean that we talk about in today's language, which is I'm, I eat clean, right? Which means few preservatives and um, whole foods and all of that. But he's talking about not eating that according to the Jewish kosher food rules. So that's what Paul's addressing here. And he says, I'm convinced now because God had to convince him that it was, you know, clean and Jesus himself, the Holy Spirit convinced him that it was clean. But he says, but if it's unclean to you, and so there are certain things. So if we're talking about things like alcohol and, you know, things as believers, yes and amen. And, and so I think of this passage so often, if, 
you know, as a believer, I grew up in a house that abstained from alcohol. I grew up Baptist. Yep. And so (laughs) there was no alcohol in our house. My, except when my dad saw the 60s minutes special on heart disease and and wine. And he he had one of his employees go get wine at the liquor store and drink it out of a Smurf glass and was like, nope, can't do that. He was like purely medicinal. But um, boy, we thought, wow, what is my dad doing? He just brought, you know, (laughs) cheap wine in the house. But, um, and so for my dad, but for me to, I do, I don't mind having a glass of wine, but to drink in front of my parents would have been stumbling to them Mm -hmm. perhaps. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and so honoring each other in that way is loving. That's loving. And to glorify God by the way that we respect each other, but we also can do that again, let, let the Lord persuade us in, um, in these things, but we can also do it just by simply not talking about Mm. what diet you're on, simply not making it a point of conversation. And I have a sister-in-law who I adore. That's an elementary school teacher. And let me tell you what she's, she's burdened with is that teachers are talking about all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. I have, I have clients and friends that are nurses that are like, you know, and I have so much respect for both of those professions and that, that they're so exhausted because that's what people are talking about. I have men who are, um, you know, clients that are police officers that it's like, that's what people are talking about. So the culture is talking about it all the time, but as yeah. believers, what if we weren't? Yeah. Wow. What a ripple yeah. effect. What if we weren't talking about it all the time? What if that wasn't the, the, the thing that we filled that gap of, of Mm -hmm. downtime and conversation with, of, you know, I really need to be good. I, I, I've been following this, but I'm not, I've not really been good. I'm going to start again. And boy, I really had success on that. And oh, I found this is the thing for me. And I feel, this is the line that people say, I feel so much better. And that gets people that draws people in. Oh, they feel better. They feel better. Well, now I'm interested and now I'm my brains and now I'm Googling it and now I'm, but what if we said, oh my goodness, I've been reading in Romans and tell me what you think of this passage. And what if we chewed on that? What if we, with each other began to, to say, um, you know, would you enter into prayer with me on this thing or can we hunker down on this verse together for two weeks and just meditate on it and circle back and let me know what you hear. And right. Rather than saying, let's really work on this diet together, Mm. (laughs) right. Let's hold each other accountable to this diet. How about if we hold each other accountable to the word? Oh Lord, that hurt my feelings and stepped on my own. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're so right. God is so gracious to us and God is so gracious. Let me just say, if I can be heartbelt from Houston, I also am the hammock hugger. You know that from your (laughs) other podcasts. I want everyone to be in the hammock in my backyard (laughs) until they feel the weight of surrender to that hammock. That is God's grace. When we fully let our body surrender to the trust of what it feels like to go, this hammock is going to hold me. This hammock is going to hold me. That is what it's like to really fully rest our full weight in the Lord. Yeah. And he's so gracious. He's yeah. so gracious. He'll just keep holding the hammock for us. Yeah. <laughs> but we realize he's the only one that's going to keep us safe. Yeah. These he food is. rules aren't going to keep us safe. No. You know, the chasing the next plan to feel better, as you yeah. said, yeah. it doesn't keep us safe. It doesn't. It doesn't. And again, Heather and I are not saying um, that sometimes we don't have to, you know, 
eat strategically, meaning sure. again, if I have celiac and I, that'd be wise not to have right. that would be unsafe. <laughs> that would be unsafe. That would be unsafe. Right. Different kind and of <laughs> If I've, you know, I mean, we want to be so honoring with that, but in general, by yeah. well, for sure, not even in general, the overarching principle is that Christ is what keeps us safe. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'll just share, and I've shared this before, but I mean, I really believed when I was first diagnosed with Hashimoto's, I really believed that I needed to be gluten-free because the doctor told me that. And I needed to be dairy-free because Google told me that. And I did start restricting all those things in Mm -hmm. the name of my disorder. Um, But it, let me, actually, I said, I said that right, but I, well, I mixed up my words, but I actually said what I meant to say. I, I did it in the name of my diagnosis, but yeah. I was actually doing it yes. under the cover of my disorder is, yeah. is really what was happening there. Right. I was yeah. happy for the opportunity to have a diagnosis that allowed me to have food rules, But now that I've been able to eat intuitively for more than a year and my Hashimoto's is gone, I'm not saying nutrition. I I use this line in my new book. Nutrition is an individual event, not a team sport. Okay. So I can say that as a dietitian, I'm not saying that someone else who has Hashimoto's, you know, can do it the way I did it and have the same results. But my Hashimoto's is not there anymore. And I know that I stuck to those rules under the belief that it would help it. And what actually helped it was having more food freedom and probably yeah. eating carbohydrates <laughs> and taking some yeah. tension off of my adrenal system and all those yeah. things, letting right. my thyroid get some help from different nutrients, that kind of thing. Wow. But yeah. I, yeah. I love that line that nutrition is not an individual sport. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I mean, it's not a team sport, but yeah. an individual sport. Individual I love that event. So much. Yeah. yeah. Well, Amy, mm-hmm. this has been so, so good. Um, what, what do you want to leave people with today? Um, you know what I, um, want to so encourage, and I always feel this way at the end of our, um, at the end of our time together is that I so want people to feel encouraged. Mm -hmm. I want your listeners to feel Perhaps maybe they even feel some conviction, but I want that to be, as Paul says, right, out of love mm-hmm. for each other. And that sometimes we're just moving a little bit closer. We don't have to get all the way there just by hearing one podcast. We don't have to get all the way there. But sometimes we're just going, Lord, you know, help me understand my own experience in the light of all of this. And so yeah. my my hope and prayer is that people would feel just maybe just a little, I want them to feel encouraged yeah. that, that we're all in this together. You right. know what? We're all in this together. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I was just talking to someone yesterday who just read compared to who, and she was like, mm-hmm. I don't think there was a couple of things in there. I don't think you would say anymore. And I was like, yeah, you're absolutely right. I wouldn't say them anymore. Yeah. But when I wrote that book, God couldn't touch my food then. Yeah. I wasn't ready. Yeah. And and so I echo what you say in just terms of we're all on our own path. Yeah. <laughs> and there are things that God will work on us on yeah. what you know, it little yeah. by little in his grace, gently. He doesn't gently. come and rip it all away. No, he's <laughs> so, kind. so so kind. I love that. I love that. Amy Carlson. Thanks so much. Hey, tell everyone if this is their first time to listen to you, tell everyone where they can get a peace with food app 
Yeah, yeah. You can find it in your um Apple or your Google Play. It's the Piece of Food app, or find us at hellopieceofood.com. And um, I'm kind of under the radar on on social media or internet. That's kind of my way of living, but um, you can certainly find me. Yeah, and the Piece of Food app. Just give us a one minute. Like, what what is that? Absolutely. the The app um, was born with my colleague um, Megan, Doctor Osborne, in Idaho, um, out of a desire to really we we had both helped people find freedom for, in recovery, specifically um, moving out of food rules and really into intuitive eating, but really piece of food. And so it is a rhythm tracker that helps you listen to your hunger and fullness, kind of find your way back to your own individual hunger and fullness and what that means. And so it's kind of like having us in your back pocket. (laughs) Love it. Love it. And I use it. It's awesome. Amy, thanks again so much for being on the show and tackling another tough topic. I appreciate it. Thanks for inviting me. It's always a pleasure. And thank you for watching or listening today. I hope something in today's episode has helped you stop comparing and start living. Bye-bye. Before you go, if something from today's show blessed you, may I ask a huge favor? Leave a review on your favorite platform. Seeing your five-star reviews is a huge encouragement to me. Not sure how to do it? You can go to comparetowho.me slash podcast, scroll to the bottom, and you'll find all the information. And while you're at comparetowho.me, check out some of the more than 500 articles on there about body image, comparison, all the things you're thinking about. Plus, you can find out more about my books, or you can grab a time for a free 10-minute call to see if coaching is right for you. I'm so honored to be a part of your journey out of body image and comparison frustration. And I can't wait to hear how God is working to set you free. Hey, did you know you can find the Compare To Podcast on the Edify Podcast app? Grab the Edify app wherever you get your apps and you can find all kinds of great Christian content from Christian podcasters. Check it out today. Hey, friend, would you check out the date on that episode you just listened to? Yeah, it's been a minute. Listening to old podcasts is almost like reading my diary from several years ago. In some cases, it's even a little embarrassing. So instead of listening straight through season by season, can I encourage you to skip ahead? I release brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you're not sure where to start, you can go to improvebodyimage.com, find the Start Here button, and I've got several episodes listed and categorized so you can find the topics that are of most interest to you. Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey. What do you do when your world is falling apart? How do you march when it would be easier to stay where you are and die? Join me every week on the March or Die podcast, and we'll discuss that and so much more.